Welcome to the Modern Dads podcast. This is Modern Dads Unfiltered. I'm Chandra Bajwani. I'm Carl Lyons. And we are Modern Dads. We definitely are. So we're talking about coffee initially. Uh, Carl came back on coffee, um, <clears throat> what, a few months ago? I've given it up, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's not doing me any good. I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love the coffee. I love the taste of it, I love the smell, I love the texture. There's nothing like it, is there? But it's just not doing my head any good. Well, the thing is you live a pretty clean diet. You have a pretty clean yeah, diet. It's a temple, right? Okay, more like a cult, that's but anyway. I, that's why I uh, keep the shoes on the outside. See what, see what I did there? Yeah, okay, so. <laughs> but, you know, you have, you know, you and you recently gave up sugar. I did, not yeah. that recently. Well, you oh, should have, months? you should have, you know, you should have some, some, some vices. I mean, in addition to your cocaine habit, there should be something. I'm, uh, I'm glad this is a podcast because, um, you know, you can see the effects, right? Of the cocaine? Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the no sugar, no coffee diet. Well, I appreciate the no sugar diet, but I just couldn't give up the coffee diet. I know, it's hard. I mean, that I savor that first taste. So basically, when I get my coffee, I'm either going to have it in my flask and I'm going to walk, sit on my desk and then oh. have the first sip. I'm not going to have it walking home. Yeah, yeah, you want to concentrate and focus. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you've got to savor that. it. It can't just yeah. be like, you know. Mindfulness, man, it's great. Exactly, yeah. just no, enjoy that first that. And that's the thing, when I go later, I get coffee from the same place, maybe in the afternoon. Yeah. It just doesn't have it, no, doesn't have that the taste. Same, is it? That, that, when that first taste that hits your, your taste buds is coffee, oh, it's delicious. So, well, here's my experience. Yeah, same as you, I, I love it, particularly that first one of the day. But um, it's not even the fact that drinking coffee gives me a headache. It's, uh, I had a few experiences where I missed the day drinking the coffee. And it's the day after that that I got the terrible headaches, actually. So it's an easy fix down. Yeah. Just have a coffee every day. Exactly. Don't, don't miss the coffee. Well, yeah, I know I see that. But it got me, got me thinking about, uh, so, you know, what is it doing to me? I suppose started thinking about that, those things. Um, yeah, I don't do you, know. Do you find it's abusing you? <laughs> <laughs> I need to abuse it more. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the, the thing is, it's just that first cup. The second cup, third cup, I enjoy it, but yeah. not as much as that first cup. So here I am drinking a cup of tea, and it's just not the same experience. It just is not the same, is it? The texture well, and everything that's, else about it. Well, because we don't have any cameras. It's a podcast call. So yeah, it's, not yeah, gonna, not, it's not going to be the same experience. That's why I'm explaining it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but moving on. So I finished, we've been talking about this um, show on Amazon Prime called Good Omens. Oh, yeah. Armageddon is days away and we've lost the Antichrist. Six episodes yeah. uh, with uh, you know big production value, huge cast, John Hamm, Michael Sheen, yeah. and uh, David Tennant. Mm. I just finished, I know you've read, uh, you've read the book. I think I read the book actually a long time ago now, but uh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of Neil Gaiman and particularly Terry Pratchett. And you were saying that you've, you've not read any of Terry Pratchett. No, no, I'm, I'm, I don't believe I've read any of their stuff, but you know. You're missing out, man. He's, uh, he's well, I've seen it now. So. <laughs> yeah, but he's written a million other things as well. Yeah. He's so, so funny. So he's really good. He's, he's definitely worth a read. Well, I think you should definitely watch it. I think people who are fans of uh, Gaiman and Pratchett's work, or, and mm. especially people who read the book, would actually appreciate yeah. it more than yeah. I did. I, I watched it not knowing what I was getting into. I like the concept yeah. about heaven and hell, yeah. and how it does poke fun at uh, at some of some of the things that you know is quoted in religion. There's one, um, there's one bit in the show where uh, it's uh, basically. 
Lieutenant and Sheen, uh, the Devil and the Angel, and they yeah. meet at different points in uh, in history. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't watched it, this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's not nothing major. But they basically cross paths again just before uh, you know Noah's Ark sets off, where it's been it's been built and all the animals okay. going on. Yeah. And uh, Tennant comes across, he says, what's to Michael, to Michael Sheen and says, what's going on here? And he says, well, you know, he's, God's uh, going to redo. He's going to do a redo. I said, what do you mean? He said, he's going to flood everything and uh, get rid of everyone, but not around the world, just here, and then, and then reset. And he said, but why doesn't he just fix what, you know, yeah, what the problem is? What, what is he fixing? He goes, and, you know, the, 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 it's, it, it's ineffable. It's ineffable. It just constantly <laughs> says it's ineffable. And uh, he said, but surely you could just, and, you know, Michael Sheen's like, no, it's ineffable. It's God's plan. Yeah. And then, you know, David Tennant takes a second to ponder. He goes, well, this is the kind of thing my guy would do. I don't expect this from your guy. And it's, you know, it's such a valid point. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's you know, true, isn't it? Like God is supposed to be, you know, Absolutely, merciful yeah. or whatever you want. And you're just wiping out. It's yeah, just yeah. genocide. When it's done, uh, the Almighty's going to put up a new thing called a rainbow. As a promise not to drown everyone again. How kind. <laughs> I thought that was really, I thought that was it really funny. Very, very good, yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, both uh, Neil Gaiman and uh, Terry Pratchett are really good at that, taking, you know, serious subjects like religion or yeah. something like that, and belief, and, you know, it's kind of like a Brian kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. So they're really, really good at that, I think. So that's, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And it explains why there's been such an uproar with, within the Christian community where they've <laughs> pleaded to Amazon to take it off, and Amazon must be loving it because, like, this is priceless. Publicity is I mean, yeah, exactly. I was just thinking that. I think that sort of nudged me to go and watch it. Was on my list of things Absolutely. to watch. But I was like, got to watch this. Well, I'm blessed when the uh, when the church complained. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, it's something. It was something different. Something oh. interesting. And you were saying that uh, it's a bit of a shame that Terry Pratchett wasn't around, I suppose, to yeah. to see the the final production. Because, but, um, yeah, because a lot yeah. of the people, and you would be a better judge of this than I would, but they said it, it encapsulated a lot of what was in the book, which is rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And um, I've, uh, what was kind of interesting, uh, you know, Terry Pratchett died in the last couple of years, but he, he addressed his own illness as well it, when he knew that he had, um, was it uh, Parkinson's disease that he had, or he had dementia, I think. Mm. And he knew the end was coming, basically. Yeah. You know, being a writer, he knew his mind was going to deteriorate over time. And he kind of managed that as a writer, actually. So he stopped being able to do some of the things that he was doing. And, and he would then, uh, uh, he would talk about the storylines and he'd get somebody else to write them down yeah. for him. So he kind of managed it to an extent. But what I do remember was that he made a documentary that was really, really powerful, actually, about euthanasia. Mm. And, you know, people facing their own mortality. And he, because he was going through that whole process, went and spoke to people that were going through the same thing. And he actually, uh, in the documentary, went with a guy to Switzerland or Sweden or somewhere mm. like that, you know, where it's legal and they're able to uh, take their own life legally. Yeah. And um, this was on the documentary. Oh my God! It was just—it was incredible, actually, to watch it. So they watched this guy, t this guy take, uh, you know, the substance, the medicine. They spoke with his wife, sat on the couch, mm. and saw this guy pass away.
away, you know, on the documentary. Mm. And it was just incredibly moving, actually. And Terry Pratchett made that documentary, narrated it, kind of put it together and, and followed it prior to his own death. Mm. Uh, so it was just really interesting. He was that kind of guy that, you know, was able to tackle these big subjects. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good omens. I'll go and watch it. You should, you should, before you get euthanized. I wonder, what, wonder which character side he's on now that he's, uh, he's on the other side, eh? Well, if there are sides. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what is your take on euthanasia? Yay or nay? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's good we're keeping it light, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's Religion. Good isn't it? First thing in the morning. Suicide. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm big on free will, actually. If people want to do it, mm. let them do it. Yeah, I mean, I think why put someone through suffering? Yeah, totally. Um, uh, I lost, as you know, uh, my parents not too long ago. Yeah. And uh, it was, it, it's, it's obviously been difficult to come to terms with, but um, one of the, the safe places I go to to sort of make sense of it is they're not suffering anymore. Mm. Uh, and if I wanted them yeah. to stay on, and have them endure the suffering, that's yeah. selfish. Yeah, it's about you, it's not about them. Exactly, it's selfish yeah. on my part. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure they'd wanted to stay and mm. whatever, but if you just put that in yeah. perspective. Yeah. yeah, totally. So yeah, I think if you put that in perspective, if somebody saying like, I don't want to go through the suffering, mm. I don't want to go through you know, the, the, the painful process, I'm on stage for cancer, I, the yeah. radiation therapy hasn't worked, you know, the chemo hasn't worked, yeah. I, that's it. And I, I, I think don't want to go through. The individual themselves making that decision. And yeah. I guess the, the legal boundaries are about the capacity for them to be able to do that. Uh, you know, in a rational way. I, I guess that's what it's about. But yeah, if that is all in place, and you know, they're making conscious decisions about you know their own life, which mm. ultimately they're allowed so to. So, what's do. the argument against it? Is it a, is it a religious argument? Um, is it considered? I think it's a suicide? thing, isn't it? Uh, somehow, I'm not 100 sure. But is it to do with uh, the, the fact that it could be misused, so if somebody else is involved in that decision-making process, like a, uh, you know, like a spouse, for example, mm. that you know may gain from this individual's death in some way? So you know what, coercing? You're not talking about murder because you're not going to have no. uh, the, the medicine. To, to knock them off, but you're thinking about coercing them when somebody's not yeah, fully in their that, mind. That exactly, is that consent thing, isn't mm. it, where that line is drawn, you know, is there any coercion that takes place, um, what's the motivation for it? So I, I guess that's where it starts to get a little bit grey and yeah. blurry. That's my understanding of the way the law works. But, and you, you know, you kind of say it's not murder, but I suppose in law, that's maybe the way that it's, it's kind of assisting yeah, uh, you know manslaughter, presumably, which is a fairly serious thing, isn't it? It's it's so funny because well, it's not funny, but it's interesting that <laughs> if you if you assist someone in fulfilling their wish of dying, it's considered uh, uh, manslaughter or yeah. assisting manslaughter. But yeah. if that same guy takes the same medicine, yeah, you know, just drinks it, nobody's around, and suicide, yeah, yeah. and hey, it's open and shut. Well, what is even more interesting to me, I suppose, from a societal point of view, is that it's, there's something here about the speed of death in so much as, so for example, if you smoke, um, you know you're taking a substance actually that mm. is poisonous to your system, mm -hmm. but it just takes a lot longer. Yeah. So if it takes a long time, that's considered commerce. Mm. Right. 
Yeah, I suppose. If, if you take something that kills you instantly, well, then that's, you know, a suicide or like yeah. somebody else's murder. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to me that society um, looks at those, you know, uh, similar but different things, but similar in so much as they have the same outcome, yeah. but the lead up to it is different. Is it, how, can, you, can you profit from one? And can, can you profit? You and it just takes a long time. Yeah, you know, it's capitalism at its best. It's proven. Yeah. Right? So tobacco, you know, uh, gives people cancer. You know, they know it is carcinogenic. Well, there was a whole thing about big tobacco where they said it wasn't addictive. Yeah. And they got taken to court. There was a whole movie about it, you know, with uh, Russell Crowe and everything. Based yeah, that's on. right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just shows, I mean, this is, this is happening in the States. I'm sure it's happening everywhere, but I see it uh, more pronounced in the States when I went there. Uh, and you're watching TV and you see the commercials, so you'll have a fast food commercial yeah. followed by uh, a commercial for a medicine. This is like over-the-counter yeah. medicine. You'd never see that shit over here, no, you, you know. Right. You never yeah. see, get augmented. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this. And do they, tell me, do they go together? So it's like, uh, so the fast food ad and then is it some kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, thing for indigestion? Uh, well, uh, well that's indigestion. the thing. The, 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 the diet there is so bad. It doesn't, it just affects everything. Yeah. I mean, they get the kids in young with sugar and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll come back to that. But basically, so you have the ad there. Yeah. Uh, for the fast food or the junk food. Then you have something for some medicine that, which helps you, assist you in your, in your ailment, but then the side effects are ridiculous. Oh. Optivo works with your immune system. Optivo can cause your immune system to attack normal organs and tissues in your body and affect how they work. This may happen anytime during or after treatment has ended and may become serious and lead to death. See your doctor right away if you experience new or worsening cough, chest pain, shortness of breath, diarrhea, severe stomach pain or tenderness, severe nausea or vomiting, extreme fatigue, constipation, excessive thirst or urine, swollen ankles, loss of appetite, rash, itching, headache, confusion, hallucinations, muscle or joint pain, flushing, fever, or weakness, as this may keep these problems from becoming more serious. These are not all the possible side effects of Updevo. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions, including immune system problems, or if you've had an organ transplant or lung breathing or liver problems. A chance to live longer. Ask your doctor about Updevo. You know, like your limbs start falling off. Absolutely. But then they play this beautiful music to distract you. And then after and then yeah. after that, there's a, there's an insurance ad. You know, yeah, if this yeah. has happened to you, we. Can, I was just thinking, and this is all it is. It's just on a loop. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, speaking of the diet over there, when I went, when my son was, uh, I think three years old, two and a half, my daughter was six months, and uh, my wife wanted to take baby food from here. Yeah. I said, look, they have baby food. They have organic baby food. That's fine. Yeah. So she took a little bit. Mm. We got there, and we checked the same brand, uh, same product or, or whatever, but. The content of sugar. Oh my God! Basically, they had corn syrup there. Yeah, sugar yeah. was just was heaven and hell. Yeah. Going back to good omens, it was just, <laughs> and it was just shocking. So they literally yeah. get you hooked at a young age. At a very young yeah, age. When you can't control that, and that's yeah. the that's the strategy, isn't it? And they say that actually, you know, we just talked about the tobacco industry and the progression of the argument socially. Yeah. Uh, they say sugar's the same thing now, and oh yeah, it's just that's going to be the addictive. next target now isn't it basically so sugar's the new tobacco in that sense that you know all of the same arguments that the tobacco industry all of those years ago rolled out about you know there's no proven kind of research that you know it, they were saying that the tobacco industry yeah. for a long long time 
the sugar industries, uh, the food industry is saying exactly the same things these days. So yeah. this is the new tobacco, isn't it? Sugar yeah, is and but the thing is, sugar, they get everyone. Yeah. Pretty much straight out of the womb. Mm. You know, cigarettes, you have to be, I think, 16. Yeah. Show yeah. some idea, not everyone's smoking, but sugar is, yeah, is, yeah. is really damning. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole industry built on it, and it's just, you know, profiteering. In fact, sugar is not the only concern we have. I was watching something with my son, and plastics. Yeah. So plastics in the ocean, yeah. everyone knows about what's going on, but they take forever to break down. But even when they break down, they break down to such tiny particles that they end up in yeah. the food yeah. that we consume. That's right, yeah. You know, this, yeah. And, and, that's, and you're consuming these plastics, which yeah. isn't supposed that's to be consumed in, in, in microform. Yeah. And uh, that's quite, you know, that's quite worrying. Hormones as well, uh, you know, they say that, don't they? That, you know, the hormones get into the whole sewage system, flushed out to the sea and all the rest of it, you know, ends up recycling into, yeah. uh, you know, the food chain. So, yeah. And, uh, and that's the thing, these companies, these corporations are literally killing people. Their own people, Absolutely. their own people yeah. in yeah. their own countries, just, just, just for money, just yeah. for profit at the bottom and line. That's my whole point about the uh, the speed at which these things occur mm. seems to be the difference here. Yeah, uh, the only defining difference in a way. So you're right. You know, if you take this known poison and it kills you instantly that's seen differently than if you take tobacco or sugar and it takes a longer time mm. to kill you yeah. old business yeah well and this is the thing now how is going back to good omens how is god supposed to fix all this you know with the plastics and the pollution and the profiteering from from giving people ailments diabetes and whatever it's not his job, and, well this is the thing this is the world he or she created do you really blame him if he floods it and kills everyone just resets it just with the animals and, and their family so, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, the way we're going right now and the whole thing with Iran and climate change deniers, they just like, what is going on? How are we, in some ways we're progressing so far and in some ways we're just falling back. I know, well, absolutely. I, and I guess the media is such that they, they focus down on all of the really terrible stuff going on, don't they? And I suppose I'm a great believer in balance in so much as, you know, I, I think for all of that shit that's going on, there's, there's, there's some good stuff going on in the world. There are a lot of activists that, you know, are kind of doing all of the right things and got the values in the right place. Um, and, you know, there's a pushback against all of that big commerce stuff, isn't there? And, you know, all the plastic in the oceans and the climate change and all of the rest of it. So, uh, you know, I think there are lots of self-aware, you know... I agree. I, I think uh, you have, like you mentioned, the media. So the media is ob obviously about sensationalizing, keeping people tuned into their channel. So they'll, they'll sort of recycle story after story and bring experts on to speculate, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they'll speculate about what's happening. But at the same time, you have people that provide information that is enlightening. Mm. Uh, I was in, into recycling for a while and then now I'm just completely anal about it yeah uh, so uh, I do think that I've heard you're just 
anal, to be honest. Well, uh, you know, I mean, I say one thing, you you think something else. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, uh, there's no judgment. I have <laughs> euthanasia, anal, whatever. <laughs> However, whatever works for you. But my point is, you have these outlets that are yeah. enlightening, that are informing, and you see change happening. But at the end of the day, it's just surprising that not everyone is for this change, especially with climate change. Yeah. Uh, and they still see, you know, the, the almighty dollar even above that. Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? Because, you know, you, what you've got to look for is the motivation, basically, isn't it? And often the motivating factor behind some of these behaviors that we know are destructive, uh, you know, are about short-term gains, aren't they? Yeah. You're right, they're about well, Or they just want to hug his, hug his children. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's right, yeah. That's why they don't care about, uh, you know, the, the, the kids they're going to leave behind. Yeah. Yeah, so it's euthanasia for everyone. Yeah. Well, See how it keeps circling back. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good like that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I'd like to do, uh, did you ever see Legends of the Fall? So, um, that, that's what Brad, Brad Pitt and Brad Hopkins, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes Hopkins, to the war yeah. and he comes back, yeah. He does, yeah. And he fights so, a bear. Yeah, exactly, that's yeah. the whole point. So I think, uh, you know, he loses his wife and uh, he gets to the point where he's thinking what's all this about, disappears into the woods, kind of provokes a bear and gets his head ripped off by a grizzly. I think, you know, if you're going to do it, forget all the kind of paracetamol and, you know, take him, but just go, go out, out like a man. And, uh, yeah, go out like a man. Yeah. Yeah, get your head ripped off by some unless unless they just leave you half dead. Then <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. That, that's not something you want. Long you went there to death. That's course. the thing. You went there to yeah. die quickly, mm. and and it just backfired. And the worst thing is you survived limbless. Yeah, you know, you know well, you made me think back. twice there now. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you gonna find I a bear here? Yeah, I'm doubting my plan now. Yeah, well, you know, you could go to Sweden with. Uh, with someone else, do a documentary. Yeah, I suppose that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we called that one. <laughs> no, I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's, uh, th those are our thoughts. We've glad we kept it light <laughs> and entertaining. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks for tuning in and let us know what you think. Absolutely, it'd be good to hear back from you.